Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Fountain of the Toy Libre Savior. As always, I'm Jim Wright. Let me say more. Yeah, yeah, some warm weather, beautiful weather. How was your weekend, man? I had a pretty good weekend. Just um, hung out with some with some friends and um, watched watched a bit of basketball Saturday, but uh, didn't do a whole lot. Mine was really good until the very end. I, I got outside and done a bunch of stuff, and, and there's stuff that needed to be done, but it was good, you know, sitting in seventy five degree weather ain't a bad day. Uh, did some different things, got some food with some people, and, and ate real good. And there's just actually still a lot of stuff outside, and actually got back and got back on the boat, did some fish and different things like that. And then the very end, started having some plumbing issues again. And last time it didn't work out too well, and uh, plumbing issues, and then the wife of plumbing issues is kind of conflict of interest and top things off the pond when they become a day. It's going to be tomorrow, so that's just uh, uh, another day. And The wife actually at the, her mother's house and probably going to stay there until late. And That's probably in the best interest for her, her and me having, having to deal with this. Yeah, it just seems like y'all just having a lot of trouble with that. <laughs> no. I, I know that's probably frustrating, but uh, at, le- at, least most of your, at least most of your weekend went pretty well. Oh yeah, it was. It, you have that weather and it gives you a taste, and then you look at like later on this week. I think the high like thirty eight Thursday or Friday one, just in time for those baseball games. I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I think Saturday it's game the same. The low. It's like forties. The low is like yeah, like nineteen or something. Yeah, I think Saturday games, which is about the time the game will be. I think in like say probably seventh eighth inning. You're looking at like eighteen. Uh, yeah, I don't even, I don't even know what to think about that. You, you kind of wish that uh, they had started last weekend and then maybe had a road weekend this weekend. But fortunately, it just seems to always be where the cold weather hits the same weekend that the baseball starts. I, I don't know how, I don't know how that happens every time, but that's just the case. Yeah, it it is. If it. You know, you'd, you'd hope for, like, this weekend, it'll be, like, in the opening weekend. And maybe they're out in Texas. Like, TCU would be another, like, good good game for them to be at this, this coming weekend. Yeah, it just, uh, it not very often does it work out like that. I, I can remember. I mean, there's always two or three cold weekends in Oxford, and and it seems like it's lazy. The, uh, the temperature goes down 10 or 15 degrees. So than it is outside the stadium for some reason. So yeah, it's gonna be tough. Very true. It, may, it may be one of those things where you uh, or anybody that goes, they may leave when you said about what seventh inning or so, and uh, just try to get to the get to the tad pad early or something, or go out to eat or something. Because more, I mean, if they're winning by more than 
two or three runs, then I doubt anybody's going to stay. Yeah. All right. Kind of while we're talking about it, they had a media day for baseball, and we'll get this one talk a lot of basketball in a minute. Looking into the lineup that they expected, I saw one surprise. There's really one surprise, and I'll see how you, you saw any other. To me, it's Deshaun. Having Cameron Deshaun at, at start, I think it was left field. That's the only kind of ear thing. I, that's one I see, and I say, yeah, that makes sense now, but I don't see it sticky. Oh, I thought yeah, he was starting in right field. May have been. I thought it was left. I could be wrong here. Uh, I think uh, the what I saw it had Deshaun and Rico, and then it had like three names in left, and they yeah um, I could have them opposite. I don't have it up in front of me, but I know it's it left or right. I picked left. So I was just like, all right, well. Uh, so you didn't think he would start? It doesn't surprise surprise me right now that he start in a sense. This is why you could have one or two. One one player said that you know you really can't expect much out of hitting, and right now that would be night in which you always will take if you have to pick hitter or glove you're going to take glove at catcher no matter what you like you got to have both but you got to have glove at catcher and you just can't just go hitter there so that kind of takes one spot because Knight's not really known for his hitting assist problem and the same issues with Deshaun and I don't think you have just two players with reliability and hitting. But right now, because you know what you're going to get out of his glove, and he has a pretty good glove out there. He has, he's got speed. He can get you a few stolen bases. That's one thing. It's a plus, I guess, about him if he gets home. Is it that he can get you stolen bases? I think really they're going to try several guys out right. I won't be surprised several series in that you see, you know, out of those listed three guys, they figure out which three of the which two are the best, and they move one of them over to the left. I wouldn't be surprised because Deshaun seems he, he never unless he's just progressed tremendously. A whole lot. Yeah, he would have to, he would have to progress tremendously to even be to me be looked at as somebody that could start. I mean, every day um, he he looked. I mean, to me, he's always he's all, he fit the role pretty nicely last year. He was a pinch runner, some and come in you know when they had to have a, a guy off the bench. But he to me, he was never a guy that could be looked at as starter quality. I mean, so I think it may be one of those deals where they, they know what they're getting out of him, and he's got a good enough glove to put out there, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. It wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me at all if, uh, if two of the guys that they have in the other out, the corner spot in outfield, if they do, if two of them do anything at all, that, they, that they're both strong. Yeah, I mean, it, the role that he had last year is the role that he was good at. You get him on the run basis, he has speed. That's one thing he has, and that's, that's one reason his glove is so good because he has range. The other thing is when you know that you have him out there, you, you pinch run, and you can know you can put him in the field for an inning or two, and not, and you know, he might not even have to go back through the lineup. You know, there's a possibility he doesn't even have to bat. But you know, you're not really going to have to worry about his glove and make a bunch of errors, make a drop passes in the late innings, and that's what you need out of a guy, and that's what his role fit, and he had, he had a he had a, a role, and it was a, a good role to have, and especially somebody in a good option to have on your on your lineup, but not somebody I can see as a great everyday guy. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm in the same. We're in agreement with uh, with that. So, and to me, it's just one of those things that that 
every, all the other outfielders are new that if for the, for the spots and um, they're putting him out there because they they kind of know what they're getting. They want to see what they have with other guys. But if he's a, if he's starting by the last weekend of uh, non conference, I'll pro- or especially the um, they play Louisville in a Tuesday Wednesday deal and then they play at LSU that Friday to open the conference. If he's starting any of those games, I'll be I'll be pretty surprised. And I'm I mean, I'm going to be honest. I don't know that it's a good thing if he is. And I'm going to say this this is not watching, just reading kind of the context of what Bianco was talking, is that listing four guys that he has listed to play, some of the starting might do to be just who they got on the mound that they kind of left the writing matchups. That's how I took what he was saying. Well, he does a lot of that, so I, I would have to assume that that, that that has a lot to do with what he put out there because he he's always been a, a matchups guy. Yeah, I just there's so much there, and another thing is, and there's several things I'm interested in. How does guys like Earl and a few other guys that you know that get kind of the blue pits a lot kind of stretch around? How does their hitting translate? to the new balls, because there's several balls that, you know, Robertson and several other guys that they hit that just kind of little bloop singles, I guess you'd say. They'd probably be out, long fly outs, you know, right with the new balls. How does their game translate to that? And also, how does Smith, you know, he's kind of a contact hitter and gets a lot of deep fly balls, especially early. He even said as much that, several balls that he's thrown this year in practice that, you know, this guy hit that would have been out last year when it's home runs. How does he transition his game that, you know, change up? How does he change his pitching? That's the biggest thing I'm looking at this weekend. Does he throw more change-ups? Does he throw more sliders? But, you know, it's, I don't guess you really call it sliders, kind of a curve slash slider type of ball. And it set more up there. You know, he wants the fastball wise his go-to pitch. Does he change that up some more, him being kind of a contact hitter? Yeah, those two things, there's not really any way to know until you see him playing. There's just no way. I mean, with the new no, ball. There's no way. And, and on top of that, it may not even be, it may be kind of hard even at the beginning because, you know, the ball tends to travel weather, I mean, better and farther in warm, warmer weather. So at the beginning, it may not be indicative. Plus, you're playing generally weaker, weaker teams. So I don't think we'll really know much. As far as well, Sam goes until later. Well, I, I mean, I'm not even gonna look at what the ball does really. I'm gonna look at, I'm gonna more look at how his how's his approach. If you look at some of his other things, he threw his fastball more than any other pitch. I want to see change his approaches. Is, is it more leveled out with off speed and 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 curve and, and such like that, or is it still his? We, this kind of think it has to be. kind of what pitches. I think you so think too. I think. I know you. Uh, I mean, I think it has to almost for a little bit for more all the pitchers. I mean, yeah, if you're if none of the guys have extreme heat that's pitching now. Um, let me start. Bramley has a little bit, but we have to see how that has he lost anything with shoulder injury. I think what's Trent eighty-eight, eighty-nine fastball can, can hit ninety. Uh, 
And who are you talking about? Christian Trent. Yeah, he's that I think that's about what he throws below nineties. He's I mean he's not gonna get above that. Yeah, I think I think last year he mostly hit around eighty nine, ninety. Didn't really get above that. When you're throwing like that, I don't think you can just depend on your fastball and flip the new ball. You've got to change it up some. Now, of course, if you're like a, a Bobby Wall at times or somebody like that that's hit 94, 95, 96 at times, yeah, you're still going to use that fastball some because some people just are not going to catch up to it. It's just not going to happen. But I think with the pitchers they have, they have to change that kind of philosophy. Anyway, Trent, that kind of plays in his strength. He has some wicked stuff as far as his change up and other stuff, too. Yeah, I think he'll be fine. He has a lot. He has he has more pitch. He has several pitches that he has good command of. I think I think Trent will be fine. Kind of switching over, I guess, real quick. It doesn't make sense to me if he's going to do this. Why do you hold out? I think it's hard. Some people say it. Some kids still don't want to give up that attention. It's his father is like that way too. CC finally signed in Florida, which I kind of expected him to do. Yeah, if anything else would have happened, I would have been pretty surprised. I, uh, I just like when it was on signing day when he picked Florida, it's just kind of one of those things where you just had the uh, had the feeling that's where he was going. But if you're still, my thing is, if you're still doing there, it seemed, it seemed like it was a tension. You still wanted a tension deal because if you end up signing Florida and you say you're a Gator the whole time, I'm I'm for the Gator. I'm gonna be a Gator. Why do you wait the time to get attention? Yeah, I don't know. If he's not, it, that that was one thing he, he kept saying. I know on Twitter that he was going, that he was a part of the Gator Gang or whatever they were saying there. And I, to me, if if he's that sure of where he's going, why it had to be five days later when he when he sent in his LOI, I don't, I don't know. Um, that that part of it doesn't make sense really at all. And others was. Prospect out there, I, I don't really expect. I, I expect probably in the end, it's probably Georgia. I'm not positive of that. Ole Miss is trying to get him in on unofficial. He's showing interest, Ole Miss. He, Brockwood Smith, Ole Miss was on him for a while. He he, he kind of ruled it down to UCLA in, in Georgia. and He didn't send in his papers first, which is kind of odd. Most times it don't happen. He pretty much, through his coach, said it. He had heard it was going to happen and wanted to see if it was going to happen. The next after signing day, they're dictated to a coordinator leaves to go to the, go to the NFL, and he never sends an LI or walk Coach Johnson to UCLA. Here, Georgia really hard. Don't know what's going to happen. Almost is in it for what that's worth, but I don't expect them to get him. But it's a possibility. Now, if he comes for unofficial, yeah, they're very much in it. But let's see what happens, because it sounds like this probably going to ride another week or two. Yeah, it really doesn't mean anything unless they get him on campus. And even so, I would probably I would I would say he goes to Georgia. But as we've seen before, if they can if they can get a kid on campus here, then um, then they have then there's a shot. Well, if you're gonna get on campus this weekend, in the weekend that it's going to be, will be a good weekend to get him on there. And they're trying. Switching into basketball, some they I knew they're going. Uh, I kind of in my head say, yeah, they're going to do this. I totally back invested, man. I, I, my wife kept right at me Saturday. Couldn't help it. I was pretty much just right down. I was, at, I was at a little birthday party. It's a family thing, you know, 20 people or so. And we're sitting there, and 
for having this meal, everybody's cool, about food, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, the table is, you know, I got there about the time the game started. It's roughly 10 minutes, 15 minutes after the game started. So we're about to eat and all this. Night. The TV's in there. It's on, but they have it turned down. I can't really listen to it because everybody's talking. They're conversating. I'm the only one really there worried about the game. So the service is there. It's not good enough to watch the game on the ESPN3 app. It's just not good enough. The cell phone service isn't. So I revert to, I'm at the end of the table. I'm not sitting where I can see the TV or anything, but the TV's kind of in the room and the table's right off of it. So I'm thinking, how can I watch this game? I can't hear it. i got to watch it. i got to do something. Well, I said, give me the evil eye. Like, you better not do anything stupid. Don't, don't embarrass me. Just give me that like, look at the same time. So I finally think of it. So basically, I get my phone and turn the camera on. And I reverse it where the, how you, know, how you take a picture, like where you see yourself and take a picture. And I zoom it in towards the TV and hold the phone outside. Like basically just watching kind of in video stream the game. And that's how I sit there and watch the game while everybody's serious. Talk about desperation. Yeah, like, like everybody, it was okay. And I kind of helped the phone out low so people wouldn't see me. I didn't want this holding the phone above everybody. You know, I kind of had low, just watching, kind of had my did, eyes look. Did those people not know how much you like? the basketball, like, it, surely they knew. Yeah, but it was still one of those things where you really, you know, they weren't so much fussed them, I've been thinking it, they weren't giving work my wife, was like, are you really doing this right now? Are you seriously, she came out, are you seriously doing this right now? Because people were trying to have conversations with me, and I have to ask, well, oh, what'd you say? Because I wouldn't, completely not I've been attention. there before. <laughs> I've been there plenty of times. Completely not paying attention, even though I'm looking their way. But my eyes are looking down at the phone. So <laughs> it gets to be the, everything's fine. It gets to be the second half. I'm I'm a bit, I'm into it. It's when they they're up three and three or four, something like that, and uh Rick gets like a rebound dunk. And I hollered yes. And I realized I hollered after I hollered. And it was loud and it's, everybody looked at me like I had everybody's eyes on me. And God, you just see the look on my wife's face when this is that's, that's, that's when I just went ahead and laid the phone down. And I just kind of followed it on Twitter because I knew I, I, I kind of had to slack it up there. Because, I mean, I hollered and, like, I hit, I hollered and hit one, one fist up and one fist hit the, hit the table. And I uh, heard the plate shifting. And I was like, I yelled, yeah, and hit the table. And it was, yeah, it was pretty bad. You know, though you 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 went a whole you went a long time without doing anything. I I applaud you for that because it and I, I I've been there and it's tough. <laughs> well, you know, I I was holding good. I just kind of I did the, the silent fist pump. You know, just kind of low, just kind of fist and just grip a little bit. You know, I did that several times, keeping it in control. But when he got the dunk, you know, the big player dunk, you know, he basically, you know, I think it was like I can't remember who shot the ball. Somebody shot, he rebounded and dunked it. I just, I just, I did it without realizing it. I, I, and I was kind of like telling myself, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do this, no, you can't do this. It just came out, man. I couldn't help myself. Yeah, no, I completely understand. I, um, I, I watched the game. I actually went to Starville for the weekend. Um, we had a, and me and my buddy that I graduated high school with had a mutual friend that was, that turned 21, so they wanted to all have a big weekend or whatever. So, well, that Saturday night, they wanted to go eat Mexican. We went and we left with about 
12, I think it was like the under 12 timeout of the first half. So I watched the last eight minutes of the first half and the whole second half in, in the restaurant. And I was, the well, other than I think the, the, uh, the girl that checked me out was the only Ole Miss fan in the whole place. And, um, there was no sound. So I was just sitting there watching. I couldn't even hardly, hardly order because I was not paying any attention. And t- yeah, talking to people, it was kind of the same as you, uh, like struggling, but at least the people there knew that what I was doing and, how much I cared, so that part of it was okay. But the the problem became, you know, the last two, the last two minutes they took about thirty minutes to play because Auburn fouled about a you know from about a minute and a half to two minutes all the way to the end. So it was just back and forth, and on top of that, old Miss foul just about every time down. So people were ready to leave, and I'm like, we can't leave. We, I mean, we got to stay here and watch the end of it. And and they were like, oh, they weren't fussing, but you could tell they were ready to leave. So I was in an uncomfortable spot of being the guy that the only one there that wanted to stay or just enjoying watching the game. So I felt pretty uncomfortable too. And finally about 20 or 30 seconds left, I was like, all right, we can just, we can just go on and go just so they'd be quiet, you know, so we can pay and I'd get to watch the end of it while I was paying. But it was, well, it was tough. Here's, here's the worst part of it. And I got kind of irritated. I guess I think I got irritated. With about roughly four to five minutes left in the game. We all went back in the living room and started turning the volume up and watching the game. And most of these people there are not big sports people at all. Don't really go to games. It's like keep up with it very much. Yeah, and that's the worst. <laughs> and and they watch it and, you know, somebody said this, actually, who are we cheering for? And somebody, he, he kind of, the guy kind of noticed me and said, oh, Mr. Course. But they can't keep up with which team was which. Now, like, they're trying to be supportive, I guess you'd say. But when, like, Auburn would get fouled, I'm like, yeah, that's a foul. And it was actually on this fouling, and that was frustrating. I'm going to say, that sounds like my papa. He does the same thing. He'll walk in the room where I'm watching the game, and he'll ask who's playing. And it's, and then he'll, he, yeah, he can't keep up at all with which team is which. And, um I mean, I, you know, it, it's your, you know, when it's your football, you don't really say too much, you know. You, it, you kind of, kind of like that he's asking questions about it, but I mean, you have to answer them a couple of times, and then they, and then they still get confused, and then they start asking you like which team we're going for. That, that, yeah, I can understand that. That's the part that gets frustrating. As far as the game itself, they're seeing really good right now. I, I told you this earlier. I was asking about your stuff and. God, at first, just the first game. You just take away the first game. They go, they just beat their bubble seven. They beat, just beat Charleston Southern. And games are there. If you're Ole Miss fan right now, you, you really, you really got to hope that Charleston Southern can stay above 200. This, it's, it's going to be a bad loss no matter what. But they get, you know, this on your resume line. Because the later RPI is below 200, it's a sub RPI loss, and those look terrible on your resume. So you, I think they're like 183 right now. They got down to 213. They kind of climbed their way up some. So you want them to stay above 200. And then if you win West Kentucky also, they're like a five seed right now. They're listed like a 10. So it's like a big jump just in two games. But they've done their way out of it right now. They, I, I said back five games ago they had to win these next five and really get best that they have. You, in my opinion, they got to win five out of the next, five out of the next eight. To go five and three, very doable, very doable for them. The way they're playing and the way they get minutes out of a bunch of people, and 
Perez has come, in my opinion, has come at least appreciate it just because of things that he does that's not scoring right now that makes this team so good defensively. When he's, now I know sometimes they get easy bucks. It's going to happen when you play a 1 3 1. At times they're going to break it and get some baskets when you know, you're over pursued and they get somebody open, whatever's going to happen. But overall, with turnovers and defensive stops and how much pressure you put on them, it, 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 it's affected. Him at being 6'9", his length and his athleticism, at being that tall, he's, he's really quick and, and, and good on his feet. What he gives him in that 1 3 1 cannot be overstated how pointed that is. Oh, I agree. I, I think the pros far outweigh the cons. Yeah, yeah, you'll give up two or three baskets that are that are largely uncontested or, or fairly easy compared to the compared to the rest. But to me, he just causes so many problems on eighty to ninety percent of the possessions that the other team can't get in a rhythm offensively. And I, I think it, I think that in itself makes it worth the while. And it seems like it's really caused some problems for some teams. And uh. Yeah, as far as the, the losses at the beginning, yeah, absolutely. You wish you could just take those two off because most years, most times you win that game and you're not even in the position you are now. You're much better. But it's just one of those things you kind of just have to take it for what it's worth. I mean, the team was – that was their first real game together. And the Western Kentucky game was, what, I mean, less than a month into it. So, I, it's just – to me, I mean, yeah, it's frustrating. But um, kind of take – I mean, it's just you're always every team's looking at it like this. Every team's saying, "Oh, we would be so much better off if we hadn't lost this game or done whatever." I mean, it's going to happen just about every year, and thankfully, they're just they they hit their stride in in conference play, and I mean, they really really play well, and it, and it's given um, most people the uh, the opinion that they they can go what what five and three, six and two down the stretch. It, it, they're playing that kind of basketball right now, and um, the, the way they play on the road, and they've been grinding out some wins at home. You just feel like they're going to be in every game from here on out. It's probably not going to happen, but it wouldn't surprise me. This team goes seven and one down the stretch. Just, just if you look at their this matchup they have, I mean, they're the toughest game to me is, is to me they need to win Florida because of this. This is where it gets tricky, okay? Because how the game sets up, you can win Florida, it really sets you up because Arkansas won't really matter as much because Arkansas is going to have the advantage in a sense. When they This weekend, because Arkansas plays Tuesday, Ole Miss plays Thursday, and Ole Miss is trying to jump shooting teams to a certain extent, you know, let's get tired. Arkansas is going to have an extra day of rest for them on short rest. Almost the teams that play better on the road anyway. If they can play really good, it's probably going to be a pretty packed house with everything going on. But with the rest, late in the game, if it's close, they just go to Arkansas even with the crowd in it, in my opinion, because of that. It looks like far to be shorthanded. They play really good on the road. If they can just win and get this one, Arkansas is kind of a, I guess, free shot in, my, in a sense. Doesn't yeah, think, it's not even a matter that it's a home game. It doesn't even matter that. Yeah, it, it would be more of a free shot, and if you, as long as you win one of the two, you're okay. But um, 
especially now with with um, it coming out today that that Michael Frazier um, has has a high ankle sprain and may not play. He's likely out Thursday. You really need to win that game, and then that gives you if he doesn't play, that gives you a an even better chance of winning there and a legit chance to win there. So you need to take care of them. And you're right, Saturday would be more really a free shot with Arkansas. It's against it's against a team that you know, obviously handled really well on the road and and with their style running the press almost seems to to uh go uh, do well against a press defense so you, you feel like you like the matchup and they have a good chance to win it even even on short rest and you feel like they have as good a shot as any so um yeah i, I think that makes thursday game thursday game probably it's if not the hardest um probably the next the hardest game left on the schedule so um It'd be huge to get that win. You look at the schedule. I mean, not saying this is how it plans out. I'm just taking a stab at it. Yeah, or yeah, uh, Florida. Is that Florida? And right now, you take against the toss. You take Frazier out. Frazier's what kept them in the game at, at Ole Miss. You take Frazier out, they should win that game. But is that Florida? Kind of, I guess you could say whatever. Let's say they lose Arkansas. A lot of things are going to be in some kind of short rest. This is a status of loss. you got to stay. You're a much better team. I don't care if it's a state. They, should, they need to win that game. Then it's Tennessee. You know, Tennessee kind of played well earlier. They're a mess off the court kind of deal with, with Tyndall. They're a better team. should win that game. Georgia, it's at Oxford. It's kind of a split. They lost at Georgia. They probably win at home. Tough game. Let's say they win that game at LSU. That's a team that they're better than, but it's at LSU. It's kind of a toss-up game. It is, but LSU has been like, kind of like Ole Miss in that they seem to play better on the road. That I, it, minus the one yeah. game I went to at State, they, they, they've shot better on the road. Yes. And let's 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 be honest. If they were just doing what Andy Kenny told them to do and stay on Hornsburg, they would beat LSU by 10. And then by, by this time, Alabama was probably said, screw it. And they're a lot better team than Alabama. And a lot you just got to go. You just got to go beat Alabama. You just have to. You, you got to go beat Alabama and then beat beat better go at home. I mean, like I said, I mean, no reason not to go at least five and three. I honestly, five Good and three like the four. If they just no, no, we're cool, talking five and three seems like this. Cool. Yeah, stay the cool, stay the course from five and three should probably be four. Yeah, if they do anything better than that, they're they're a lot. Pretty much yeah, regardless I mean, of uh, pretty much regardless of Nashville, if they if they go six and two or better, they're gonna they're gonna be in for like one hundred percent. And really, five and three, five, probably, three. five and three is probably one hundred percent. But you you have if you have you know, a numerous number of upsets and you want, if you if you, you get five and three, if you have five and three, you want to go to Nashville and win your first game to feel good about it. And as long as Something crazy don't happen in, in the, throughout the country in conference tournaments. You'll be okay. But you, yeah. if you win one, you feel amazing. Yeah. Now, if you go six and two, you're in no matter what. You're probably seven or seven C, depending on who you lost to. Arkansas loss will not be a bad loss because they're. I mean, I think they're at twenty five right now. Right now, if you could take six and two and say your losses are Arkansas at home and LSU on the road, then you'd take that right now. Yes. 
Very much so. You just don't need to lose Alabama, Mississippi State, or Vanderbilt. Yeah, that, that wouldn't – and really, you feel like State's probably the one in there that you, you worry most about just because of history. But with this team, um, I mean, I'm not saying that they're going to win for sure, but the, the way they play in, in hostile environments, and you, you know Starkville will be one that night. Um, you really can't count them out on the road. Is that game a – It's an 8 o'clock Thursday night game. Crap. I hope it's a Friday game. I mean, Saturday game. Man. Yeah, I was too. I was I was probably going to go if it was, but being school the next morning, it's going to be hard for me to go in a, a really late weeknight game. Well, that's kind of... Ooh, that's kind of rough. You got... I guess it sets up... I guess in a sense, you know, you got Florida. But you got two rough ones. I guess it's how it sets up. It gives you rested legs for tennis for Mississippi State. You're going to have short, bad legs against Tennessee and, and Arkansas, but at least our answer both at home. Yeah, I, I'm more worried. Uh, honestly, just first first impressions of it, I, I'm more worried about Florida than I am Arkansas, and I'm more worried about State than I'm Tennessee. So I guess if you had to have it like that, you'd rather have the the, uh, the short rest for the home games. I mean, I, I know how what we just talked about home and away, but even just the the games itself and the teams they're playing seem to worry me more. You just feel like uh, Tennessee at home, you should be able to beat, and Arkansas at home. It's going to be a tough one, but you, you like your chances. But those are games, even though they've been playing better on the road, they still worry. Big. Let's finish up with some recruiting stuff. In the biggest thing is it's huge about Arkansas is how they run the floor. And on short rest, that's the biggest concern. If there's a close game coming down the stretch, that almost this leg can come out. Yeah, it will. Um, but they are one of the deeper teams in the league. I mean, they legitimately play nine guys a good bit of minutes. And Kenny said as much thing. He said, really, I probably got ten guys that should play, but I just got to get guys a minute. Yeah, it's a good problem to have and one that we've never really seen, so... Yeah, most like guys, it. most most teams are take out Kentucky. What a seven with a eighth guy that plays what for you know four to five minutes is kind of a spell guy for a few minutes. Usually it's about a six seven man rotation with one extra guy that kind of just comes in and, and spells shortly. Just you know, either put in and give the guy a breather for a minute, and then take him out. You know, several times a game. You're not really leaving him in there to get production. He's just a speller. And almost has nine legitimate guys that get legitimate minutes, and that's that's big. And and to me, with how Summers play, I'm still saying, to me, Summers should play ten minutes in the first half and ten minutes in the second half at max. Max ten, you know, you got to give him the game, get him flow, you know, let him play some. But just have him in the last four to five minutes of the game because he's still, even though he's having to play as well. If you watched him at the end of the game when it's crunch time, he's been clutch. So oh, he's he's definitely the guy you want in there in the last four or five minutes. Um, no question, no question about it. Because um, even the game he, when he didn't play good at all, he didn't play good at all. But in the last four to five minutes, he made clutch passes, clutch shots, clutch free throws. He 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 did that at the very end. 
And that's the reason at the end of the game you want him in. But for the most part, early especially, the team itself seems to play better with Smith at the point. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing to watch, but uh, that's definitely been the case for most of the thing for a good part of the year now. Just about, I guess, what the since the LSU problem since tomorrow there Arkansas LSU. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, yeah. Especially, I know from Arkansas on, Smith is he, he's played really well. That 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 Arkansas game more or less is the coming out party for him. I, I yeah, he's um. He's he's really impressed, uh, really since then. He just seemed that you know, we've talked about it before. He just seems to just have a lot more confidence than he did at the start. We haven't got to talk till then. We'll talk a little bit what happened signing day and kind of freeze his comments afterwards and everything else. Kind of what's your thoughts on overall on on what they got and and. It, just going forward with everything and stuff that you know, Free said in his interview. Well, it, it's and it, it was good, but not great. Um, you, you like some, you like that they got both uh, Demarcus Lodge and Van Jefferson. Is one of those deals. I, you felt like they had to get them with with how they lost a couple of guys at other positions or key positions, and they, they did. Um, it's. It, we we kind of said it was going to happen, but it stung them losing uh, Leo Lewis, Drew Richmond, C.C. Jefferson. Um, you know, it's tough not getting those guys, but they were able to get a linebacker. May not not going to be the impact guy Leo was probably going to be next year, but um, they did get one. Um, really, just the only thing that I'm just it, it just really it bugs me is uh, not getting that surefire tackle like Richmond. It, it, could, to me, you really just couldn't afford to lose them, and and because they stopped recruiting other other tackles, they they didn't have another option. So um, to me, that's the biggest disappointment in it. But overall, I mean, you can't be other than that. You can't be too too mad about it. I mean, it's still a top fifteen to twenty class, uh, and they and they got some really good playmakers. And you know, they they helped, they kept Sweeney. He, you know, he was solid from the start. So. Uh, it could have been a lot worse. Uh, just one of those things you just kind of just got to live with the whole deal at, at offensive line for this year, and really no other choice. They 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 blew it as far as that goes. But uh, the rest of it, I, I feel okay about. Yeah, I'm not going to get into too much more with, with Richmond and, and they knowing what I know now and, and seeing certain. I kind of I've kind of known for a little while Richmond that Leo is quicker. I knew I knew it was state. I've told you why I knew it was state, and I was absolutely right on why it was state. And almost got played a little bit there. I don't even get too much into it. I guess you could say a person listening to a podcast that I get information from kind of reprimanded me a little bit and told me to be quiet. But uh, it's glaring there. Not. Leo doesn't hurt near as much as, as losing Richmond. Just because you know, he still got a linebacker and they might have got a steal there. I don't know. I've I've told her to watch his tape and it's really high. He's he got the size. He's the only thing is there 
and that pit was recruiting to be a defensive end. There was a question there about his 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 speed. Is he fast enough to play the inside linebacker spot? Unless he's going to give him a shot and see how he does. That pretty much kind of lead him there. It's the way he plays as good as his film looks. I expect him to at some time in his career get on the field. Is that linebacker, the defensive end? I figured it'd be one or the other. Oh, Mr. Sure, hoping he's a little bit faster than people think he is and can play defense and play middle linebacker. Then he got to get a kid. Other spaces are really hit. I mean, they did really good in, t- in like, you look at several guys, they did really good at defensive end. They did get it. Julian Julius was a good get. I mean, Stafford's even a really good. Defensive team, and they got he, this Ross down there. I guess this dude now would, uh, he would have went to Stanford, but because he can't get in, you know, he's going to get in fine. He can't get into Stanford. That's good to get there. If they can somehow get him eligible, it's doubtful, but it's eligible. His grades would be concerned. Joe Anderson is a really good player. Probably going to sign him, though. There's several player, players at Ole Miss Place that didn't sign. Several, several players that didn't almost sign. One's uh, Anthony Levin-Savina Standard, placing at Northeast. They're placing one guy at Colleen, another guy at East Mississippi, kind of spreading it out. But the class is a good class, but it's just got some, at the biggest, say if those were four-star guys and they was that wide receiver and they was that, cornerback, and there's two guys that be in, and they got the guy that really got it. It wouldn't be as big a deal right there. Yeah, I, that's how I feel about it as well. Um, again, it, it was a good class, but it, it definitely could have been better. Um, but it's what we have to live with uh, <laughs> uh, for at least a year, and um, by all accounts, it, uh, what we've seen is um, probably won't have as many issues next year's class. I don't think so. There's always going to be drama over there. They're going to get some high late guys. They're going to get some good guys, I think. There's a report that Shea Patterson's brother was coming up there, and the dad refused it. I'm not sure. Multiple, multiple people said it. I also heard that, of course, that, both, that they're still in negotiations. I guess they're money and position. A lot of people expect it to happen. Is that Ole Miss the hires brother? I kind of knew that three months ago when he moved up bar two. That that wasn't just the reason they'd done that, but that was a positive reason. Another positive in moving him up was that opened up a platform. And yeah, they could have found him a spot even if they didn't do that, but they couldn't give him as often as good a package if that they wouldn't move up bar two. It's kind of the deal with that. If they get him, it really drives more players. I tell you, it's it's something that we're not used to. It's kind of how it's looking right now. Of course, you know, we're a year away. It, things can happen. But they got two guys, and, you know, they're still a year away. And they got two more guys that's really, really interested in, in Ole Miss right now. There are also two other top 20, top 20 backs. It could be the year they're they got to get a lot of linemen. I expect them to sign five or six linemen. Maybe even seven if it works out right. This right guy, they got to get a lot of linemen. 
But it could be the year the running back that Ole Miss has been looking for. Yeah, most most Ole Miss fans are probably just um, insanely happy if they get if they get the running backs and linemen and maybe add a linebacker. They uh, I think most will be pretty happy. But you add that with uh, what could be possibly getting the, the top quarterback. Um, and you you already know what you have at receiver with Metcalf and maybe a couple of others. So it, it looks like um, whatever disappointment that people thought this about this year, uh, if they can land the majority of what we just uh, spoke about, then uh, it's got potential to be the best class Ole Miss has ever had. I mean, better than thirteen. Oh yes, I mean you look at it. They have and they got it with the Roberts. They already have committed and the guys are looking at them. If you look at it, they already have and he's got faith. And one good thing on this is Florida State and Auburn are trying really hard to get in the game with Mitchell. And he's pretty much not even talking to them right now. It helps that he's not from he's not from Alabama. He's from Arkansas. Well that makes all the difference right there as far as Auburn. Yeah. And he's wanting to graduate early, which is a good thing because the quicker they can get on campus, the better it is for him. But he's a top five running back. Connor's top seven, eight. And if you look at guys, I'm going to bring it up. These are guys that are top 20s also. Let's see. Let me bring it up real quick. You know, I, 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 from what I hear, that take up to three running backs if it's the right guy. And a good thing about two of these guys are they're also being recruited to play running back even though they're listed as a play linebacker, even if they're so if one of them can hit a linebacker, one of them can hit a running back, it's 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 a good day with with oh, yeah, you, need li- you need linebackers too. <laughs> um, that's not a problem at all because they have the size to do both. But yeah, and there's they're in the game of linebackers. Uh, a four star guy, like the more linebacker, Daniel Bowie. He's expected people expect him to go on this. He's really good friends with Alex Givens. Uh, the other guy I'm talking about, he's like running at the 15th best running back. He's a big guy, six foot two thirty, and Devin White. There's just a bunch of names. There's some other running backs too that's just in there that's really high. There's some other guys that really set a possibility of committing that to that visit, and he's another top 20 running back. Just a lot going on. Just a lot going on there. We'll, we'll see how that goes and how it. What Ole Miss needs is a guy like Shea Patterson. You, got, you know, you got Metcalf. But he's a real quiet guy. He's not going to have to recruit heavily for you. I mean, he'll talk up on this. He's just a quiet, polite kid from everything I hear about him. You get – say, I, I expect if he, he's going to commit at the latest in April. But one of the camps really start. Get Sean Patterson out there recruiting for you, number one quarterback. Guys are going to look even more. The guys want to play with him. The, the Devin White kid wants to play with him. Now, you know, getting him committed is one thing and getting him signed something else because of where he's at in Louisiana. But there's players that want to play with him. And you get him recruiting early, you get him out there with all the camps are going on. They didn't really have that issue. They didn't have that guy that was at all the camps competing with the quarterback because of who they had. And 
they get that this year that can really drive this class. Yeah, you really you really didn't have that guy this year, but uh, you get a quarterback like that recruiting for you, and it it, it tends to do wonders. We've seen it at other schools, not not as much here, but um, it it should make a really big difference as far as getting getting uh, more guys to to um, top guys to look your way. Yeah, I come up right with this this class. Like next time we talk, you know, we'll be talk, really get into the game against against Florida. We know a lot more about about if he's really going to play or not. Might not know, but should know for sure by then. He's doubtful right now. If he's really not going to play at us, we have some kind of game time miracle, which is happening before against Ole Miss. Uh, until then, everybody have a safe week, and talk to y'all next time. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.